What's up, soccer people? Hey, this is We're Back with the Americans Broad Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Johnny Morton, joined by Speak Out. Paul Morton, the other uh, host over here. The other half. be with everyone again. Uh, So, uh, sort of a, I don't know, not a great weekend for Americans Abroad. Uh, I think... I can only think of three guys off the top the, of my uh, head. The players. Yeah, the players. The podcast, the players. Great week for Americans Abroad, the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, I think U.S. players playing over there. I can only think of three that I think had Robbie really good weekends, and that's going to be uh, Timothy Weah for Juventus. Uh, really big game. I think a lot of the people, you got a lot of the commentators, especially over there in Italy, thought he was probably the best player for Juventus on the day. Um, so he did well. Uh, Gaga, who is playing in Belgium. Uh, he had a big weekend. Uh, had a couple of saves. He's looked good. He started, bo- he started both games last week for them. Uh, who does he play for? Remember, uh, it's a lower team, and I, I yeah, it's in it Belgium. It's like Yupin it. or something. It's a weird. I, yeah, oh, I, I don't even know how to. Yupin. Yupin. And uh, so he's not, done well. So not I'm one, one of the better teams. No, but that's well, maybe that's good because almost like Turner, you're right. going to get a lot of chances to make saves because you got a lot of balls shot at you. Uh, but they won both Didn't games. Go as well for Turner. Yeah, they won both games there. So, um, yeah, who else? Turner. Turner had a decent. I mean, you know, they went up to nothing, fine. but none of the, I don't think you could fault any of the goals to him. He had a great save on an uh, Anthony shot in the second half. That was kind of a curler that he had a good yeah. extension pushed away. I mean, the, the second goal, he kind of stumbled weird almost. And like, cause they hit it like right in his face, the shot. Yeah, and he kind of stumbled weird, but I mean, it was—I I wouldn't put that on him. It might be something he saves every now and then, but I wouldn't put that on him. And I think he just got a little wrong-footed on the penalty, didn't get a good jump off. Yeah, um, but I wouldn't say any of those were necessarily his fault. They are though tr- in the market for another goalie. I've seen they look like they're closing in on a guy for like eight or nine million yeah but they're not getting they're not getting henderson from man u he's going somewhere else no well a lot of the comments i've seen on the guy they're getting uh were he's crap so the guy they're getting is crap uh, yes maybe they don't rate him uh very much but uh that means they think zero of ethan horvath though if they're trying to get somebody to come and be turner's backup so that's kind of surprising it really is like they are truly like you will play in the championship or never again. Yeah. So, so yeah, I would, that's probably someone else. And we can talk about transfers a little bit later, but he's probably someone else that could probably need to move. And probably the, who has the best weekend was Captain America, Christian Pulisic. Yeah, he was great again. He was, I mean, they're also very good as a team. I watched most of that match. And they, their front three is really good. Uh, Layout on the other side is is phenomenal. And I think that they're the Reinders, the Dutch guy in the reindeer, field, really good player. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Reinders. Uh, <laughs> I but, think reindeer is easier to remember. 
he was really he's really good. He's just all over the place. They and now that you add Pulisic kind of on the other side, I mean it's yeah, it, it gives him a, it gives him a balance, and you can't just focus on Liao over there on the left. And I, and I think he just for sure it just makes them so much more dangerous up front uh, with Christian there. And the play that he scored on was just, it it was just a really, really nice goal all the way around. The fact that he started it off. Loftus-Cheek. Yeah, came back to receive from Loftus-Cheek. I really thought at first I wasn't sure if Drew just let it go by or what, but, you know, I'm hoping Pulisic called for him too because he was obviously Uh, nobody in front of him. And you could tell Rubloff's cheek, he was aiming for the cutback to Pulisic. It yeah. seemed pretty clear. Yeah, that it would have been intention. incredibly awkward so, for Giroud yeah. to try to hit that, as you could see what he did. So Yeah. But anyway, they that was good. He eight. just had he just had an all-around good game, Pulisic did. He was great. Musa came in late, and he, he, he looked good on the ball as normally, composed, able to turn out of pressure, and really he had one long run where he kind of picked it up off the center back and had probably a 35 yard run where he just really ran past the midfielders and it kind of turned into a Pulisic chance actually Pulisic hit it pretty well but straight at the keeper but so that was a positive kind of few minutes for Eunice I think that they've got a little more depth there in midfield he's gonna have a little more competition but I think they're they have Champions League so they're gonna have plenty of games and so I think that he's gonna get he's gonna get minutes they seem to rate him so I think I'm not worried about him. Yeah, and it, I mean, well, it was his first spot. game. It was his first game that he was available to him. So for sure, that's nothing to be surprised sure. about. Um, yeah. Who else? Who else you got that you labeled as that we need to say something about? Some more negatives, as you mentioned from the weekend. Oh, Brendan injuries was sent off pretty quick. Oh yeah, he I mean, in, it was 20 minutes. He got two yellows and he was gone. Minutes. I mean, it's. He had one. One of them was, you know, the new rules they're they're kind of instituting around. Yeah, Europe I think that was the second really one. That, down. that was the one that got him booted, I think. Okay, yeah, it may have been. Uh, but so they cracking down on what they're calling time wasting. And so if you kick the ball away after a play, if you roll it away from the other team when they have a free kick, if you anything like that where typically that would be kind of just a gamesmanship that people would always do in the past. Now they're quick to throw a yellow card. And so Brendan had a foul, got a yellow card, and then he gets sent off for a pretty innocuous poke away with a ball after he's getting up from fouling a guy. And so, I mean, it's a a learning moment of just like you got to know in that situation, these are new rules. But it's also, I mean, it's such a soft two yellows well you know you're seeing that not just there you're seeing that also in the premier league you had that this weekend and you know i think you're gonna get you know already in the premier league you've had i forget how many red cards they've had but they've had like in the first what two weekends or so they have like a third of the red cards they had all of last year i think something crazy it's it's a lot most games you look at you're like oh someone has a man off yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's got they're playing all ten man games here. It's sort of crazy. You wonder if they're going to have to. I, I guess the players just have to adjust to it and know that they're going to call it, and you yeah. can't do any of that. I mean, Liverpool was that's two weeks in a row they've had a guy sent off, and they almost were down to nine men off of Trent's foul that could have 
questionably sent him off because he'd already gotten the yellow for what they're calling time wasting, yeah. which was that that one was ridiculous. That was a uh, I think that's one of the worst ones. Yeah, are I've they seen. using that? Are they doing that same thing in La Liga? Because if they are, I can't um, imagine that like Atletico Madrid, who is the master at wasting time and causing I think anything. Everyone who's playing Barcelona, Real Madrid, probably hate this rule. If oh <laughs> yeah, being instead, and anyone playing Manchester City is probably like, yeah, I know. You're doing everything you can to kill time off the clock. So. This but one, it's understandable, especially fly. when you looked at, I think the statistics they showed last year that the average game, I mean, you know, you got 45 minutes a half, they should be playing 90 minutes. And the actual time the ball was in play was something like 48 minutes, 48, 49 minutes. So that's a right. lot of time wasting. So and I can I, understand I, why they're trying to do that. I have mixed feelings about it. Part of me is like, that's just part of the game. Yeah. Like there is a part of it. And I'm, to a level, to an extent, I do agree. There's some of the time wasting, especially late in games, that is needs to be cracked down on. But I, I just, to me, throwing a ball two feet away instead of handing it to the player and getting a yellow card for that. I'm, I mean, I just, I'm not. Well, sure especially that's... when that yellow card makes you so susceptible to being booted out of the game because of any right. other kind of foul. It's just, I, I just think it's the effect of it seems to be excessive for what they're trying to do, but we'll sort of see this what happens never, in the future with that. Never fly in uh CONCACAF qualifying. These teams would forget that or MLS. That. Yeah. I didn't want to say yeah, that MLS. Never. I think where I was watching an MLS game that it was Atlanta United. And I think the keeper for Nashville literally we counted by the time he got the ball and he kicked it, it was like 70 seconds. It was ridiculous. Which seems, which seems dumb considering they were getting absolutely waxed. Yeah, I know. So. It, it's it's crazy. Anyway, but uh, big injury of the weekend. Yeah, Sergeant's is um, Josh Sargent scored a goal actually on the end. I know. He's I had, had that. That's, he's got what three goals in the first several games. I think he has three goals now. He's got three and four, and he had like two assists. He's yeah. been their best player. He. Yeah, basically a weird one where he blocked a goalkeeper's clearance, kind of shoots past the goalkeeper. He runs ahead of the goalkeeper, kind of nods at home, and the goalkeeper just basically full-on tackles yeah, him Yeah, tackles him. And they're so looking at it. It's a get card. Yeah, it's a pretty – he didn't get carded, and it's a pretty yeah. serious ankle injury. I, I think have, you were saying that Wagner – what was his quote? I have the quote from uh, Norwich coach. Uh, David Bob he said – yeah, David Wagner, American. So there you go. A little shout respect. Um, he said, "How long Josh Sargent will be out due to a severe ankle injury? We're still not having a clear picture, but what is sure is it's a serious injury. So we speak about months rather than weeks. We have to make further assessments with him. He'll see a consultant. I think we'll have a clear picture at the end of the week to know how many months and if he needs surgery. But it's a very serious injury. I also, this is, um." just complete speculation based on some tweets I've seen from Norwich fans. But I did hear some rumblings from people that had heard that it was a torn ankle ligament and that it was taken longer because they were seeing a, a specialist in London, which was part of the delay in what the length was going to be of the recovery and if he needed yeah. surgery. Mm. So that's really unfortunate. He's been – is probably the best consistent form he's found 
it going towards the end. Well, of he was last finally getting a play. He's finally getting played that striker position yeah. for him consistently, and I think it was paying off. And you know, maybe that's you know I don't know. I, you hate to think surgery anytime and torn, but then you also think you see people with high ankle sprains, and it can take them months to get heal, healed over that. So maybe having surgery and getting it corrected and you know, with something he'll be back quicker and we hope for the best for him because you know that, you know, you got the international break coming up. Uh, U.S. is playing some real powerhouse, Uzbekistan and Oman. Uh, I mean, yeah. Put some respect on their name. I, I think what, the call-ups come out tomorrow, is that right? Yeah, tomorrow morning, and I think it's 11 a.m. Eastern. Um, There's a lot... It's very unclear what exactly this roster is going to look like, how many actual European players are going to be called up. Um, and it's hard to say because, I mean, a lot of players, they've either coming off injuries, maybe they're moving to new clubs. You don't know if we're going to be like, okay, maybe Balagoon, who's just now his move to Monaco is finalized. Which yeah, you know, he. I don't think million. he'll be called in. I wouldn't I... think. You're like, you'd rather him settle in. So... Tyler yeah. Adams is still coming off an injury. I mean, you're talking friendly. He'll be on there. I mean, against Uzbekistan and Oman. Yeah, so. I think this is just a time that you see, hey, bring in some youngsters, see what they can do. Um, I don't know. I do think we'll get a mix of European players. I do. Like, I think there will be some European players who are because it is a European window. Also, like, yeah, that's true. So they are, but it's not a, it's not an MLS, not an MLS. window. So I, I do think that you will get players that are called in. I, I'm i not sure what that looks like. Lex. I think you'll get a mix of some first-team players and a mix of younger guys is what I think you'll ultimately get. I think in some of your maybe more first-choice MLS guys might get left off due to it's built up to the postseason. I don't really know. Like, I don't know if to expect Miles Robinson. Selfishly, I hope not for Atlanta roster. United, yeah. I hope not as yeah, so they're just starting to unclear. play well. But then I'd seen uh, you've seen I've seen reports that um, Kramashi, the inner Miami eighteen year old or whatever, these dual Argentinian, dual American, and their goalie Drake Calendar. I've yeah, seen I've heard Drake Calendar included. Yeah, I've heard the so, Drake Calendar story that he may be called up. So there obviously will be some MLS players, it seems. So I, I'm not exactly sure what the makeup's going to be. It'll be interesting. We'll talk about that probably a little bit next week. But I think um, – Yeah, any more injury information? Del, I know that uh, – Luca Del Torre. Cameron Carter-Vickers, I think both of those yeah. had slight injuries. Uh, Luca seems pretty slight. He he started in that game against Real Madrid and I think was pretty solid. They, I think it was like 60th, 70th minute. He went yeah, I think it was, he played they, 70 minutes or so. And it was it was 0-0 at that time, and they scored – pretty quickly after he came out of the game, but it didn't seem too serious from what I could tell. And I haven't seen anything about it. So I'm assuming it was not a, a long-term injury. Cameron Carter Vickers. I think he's, he's just been, you know, he finished the season hurt and he was back and he's playing well for Celtic. And then now he's hopefully for his sake, it's nothing too serious. And if that's nothing more than maybe a game or two that he'd miss. So he just seems to be one of those that, at least right now, he's been bit by the injury bug. Uh, others still out. Gio Reyna still out. Nothing going to him. Tyler supposedly coming back. He showed up at Bournemouth. This week. 
But uh, he was training this week. I saw videos. And well, yeah, from what he I've heard, is he, after the break, after the international break. I, yeah, I saw he, he is going to play a club friendly with Bournemouth. I think during the international break. To that makes get sense. Him back full speed, and he'll hopefully be back in the game day squad once the Premier League kicks back off after the international break. Uh, what um. Yeah, let's talk what, about the guy uh, we mentioned hear, before. And yeah, playing. Your thoughts on the. What are you thinking on Luca? Yeah, you go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, Luca Koyosho. Koyosho. 18 year old playing for Burnley, right? Yeah, Burnley. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, I've seen him as either uh, an attacking winger, attacking midfielder, depending on what position he plays there. Uh, born in Connecticut and. Uh, Moved to Spain when he was 11. And starting at 15, he played in the Espanol Academy. Actually played and made it up to the first team last year and then was bought by Burnley uh, early this summer. And uh, he's, you know, he looks exciting. Uh, He's, it's a position we have a lot of guys in, but, and that's probably where the strength of our team is, to be honest. But I don't know that you can ever have too much talent. Agreed. And uh, he's also eligible to represent Canada and Italy. And Nigeria. Uh, so, and Nigeria. There yeah. You go. So his, father, played... his father's from Nigeria. His mother is Canadian-Italian. I do believe he's played for the U.S. like U15s. And then otherwise, he's been in the Italy setup. He played with, so... I was checking out, he's played with U.S. U15s. He played with, uh, I think, the U18s. And then he played last year U20s in the U20 uh, Euros. He played for Italy. He was actually in camp with Canada. I did And he ended up not playing. And so a lot of people were saying they thought Canada was going after him the most. But maybe it's a really good thing as far as for the U.S. chances that Herdman's gone. And he's gone to Toronto, so maybe that connection. And you know, I've never—I really haven't heard anything though about any rumors of him being called up for the U.S. And I don't know if that's because I don't know. To be fair, he's just kind of coming on the radar for, at a first-team, high club-level experience. So Canada might have been looking, you know, at a little deeper going for some real youngsters than maybe the U.S. was, which might have a little bit of a deeper... Yeah, he is just 18, too, so... So, I I think he's really kind of coming on the scene now, and so I, I think that he's surely on the U.S. radar at this point, and I actually watched him. I didn't realize he was eligible for the U.S. in that first game where they played Man City, Yeah, and watching him, I thought i was like wow this kid is very good yeah he is. Like, and then i looked him up and i was like we need to call this guy up because he was really good on the ball he's pretty electric i mean he's playing as an 18 year old for burnley yep. started two of their three games so i mean a little bit of the end products not there when it comes to the finishing but i mean he's 18 that's going to develop i also think that we struggle as we've talked about with a lot of injury problems and so it is one of our deeper positions, but I mean, I don't. I yeah, don't but you think, think yeah, you think wingers, of someone like Reyna, who's always out with an injury, hurt. it seems. Yeah, uh, Polisicus has his share of them. So yeah, I agree. I think the more you can stack up there in quality players, 
Um, it'll be interesting, though, to see what he does. I just hope they do go after him. And the one thing the U.S. has been good at, I think, in the past several years is uh, really pursuing those dual nationals. And, you know, wasn't, he wasn't, he's probably got more connection here than Balligan has had, to be honest. Uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't move away till he played here and started out in young soccer there in Connecticut, moved to New York, and then went to Spain. But, and he has played in for the, you know, the youth teams of the U.S. before. So we'll see. I'd like to hear, I don't want to, I don't want to speak too long about it. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this reports about the whole Burhalter geo relationship and uh, or lack of relationship, maybe better. Lack of relationship is a better word. Basically, the yeah. report came out, out that Burhalter obviously there was a bit of a fallout. You some crazy stories. The summary basically being that World Cup there was a bit of a fallout between Gio Reyna and Greg Burhalter. Gio basically when he was told he wasn't going to start. He had some problems when it comes to giving an effort in training, that kind of thing. It got to a point where it was bad enough that he was almost talks about him leaving, getting asked to leave the team at the World Cup. It seemed to get solved there. And then comes out later some crazy stuff about the Reynas almost blackmailing Burhalter and Yeah, I mean so, I mean we're talking major stuff. soap opera stuff. Yeah. End of the day though. That was the parents. It wasn't Gio. He had the little problem with training where he wasn't given effort for the World Cup. That seemed to be resolved. But now there's reports that Burhalter and Gio haven't even spoken since the World Cup or since Burhalter's been rehired, which is two and a half months ago. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's, you know, Burhalter talks about it's this long process. And, you know, I'm not so sure. I, I, I'm, I'm almost like you. Why don't you just call him up and talk to him and just say, you know, he can't help what his parents did. You know, I'm sure there were his actions were not great. But then Burhalter, you know, when he brought up without naming Raina at that leadership summit that he was doing, yeah. you know, he sort of, of opened the door. Yeah, that was not a good thing on his part. And so he sort of opened the door for that to happen. And, you know... If you're going to be, you've just been rehired as a U.S. coach. They're expecting you to be there through the next World Cup that's going to be played in the United States. And there's no doubt that, you know, he's young and he hadn't really proven it yet. But from a talent standpoint, he may be your strongest talent. And yeah, I think, I, and I ultimately think it'll get surely resolved at the end of the the day I, I mean Burhalter at a certain point he's too talented that there'd be too much pressure if he just never mended the relationship so he's got to at a point there's no just kind of blacklisting him from the team at the end of the day the pressure yeah that's so not high. I can't see he's that happening either and, and and for me I'm like Gio is a kid he's 18 19 at the world cup yeah I, when when do teenagers just, not act pouty so I just they I, I think Burhalter needs to reach out and really reconcile the relationship. I think that'll happen, but it is interesting. The last two guys I was interested to make comments about were Chris Richards and Austin Trusty, two of the center backs in the pool. Yeah, well, Richards played today in the uh, what do they call the cup now? Carabao. Carabao Cup, the League Cup, whatever they call it over there. They call it different names. 
Uh, yeah, he played full game today. Um, so that's good, but it's not really going to help him if he doesn't get a chance, I don't think, to play regularly for the first team in the league games. Yeah, and it's – so, I mean, this was – a lot of the League Cup games were not broadcast on anything today, so only some of them were. So even I was looking at Crystal Palace Twitter, and a lot of them had not even been able to find a stream of the game. But from what I could tell from people there, they said he was their best defender by far. And so, and even people in the comments and such spoke very, very highly of him and were a bit kind of having conversations about why he hasn't been in the team more, why they haven't actually played him even at right back, because I think they've had some question marks at right back. And so it seems that fans there even seem to think he should be given some more time on the field. He's kind of played decent, at least every time he's been out there. So yeah, but the a, coach doesn't see him the same way. Doesn't really matter what the fans yeah. see. So uh, it'll be something to watch. Uh, trusty trustees. Sitting on the bench. Yeah, and Sheffield's one of the worst in the league. They seem they're one of the people that are people are kind of saying are probably more, one of the more likely teams to be relegated. Although they played Man they, City pretty tough. They, well, nineteen percent possession tough, but it was close. Well, it was close. It, it was, was close. close. It was That's all. What what else are you gonna do there? No, I mean that is all you can do against City, especially them. But they. I mean, they bought him this year from Birmingham. He had a decent season in the championship. I mean, he's made the squads for each game, but he hasn't gotten in a game. That's part of the thing with center backs is he's just, got you time. aren't going to make a lot of center back substitutions. And so no, you don't. You don't. If you're not, if you're not someone who's a first team player or even if even if you might be the next man on the bench, you might not still be getting a lot of playing time. Yeah, I, I so don't I know any it's... team. Most of them, they have their desert. They have the two guys that they're going to start with pretty much every game, unless something's unless they're hurt or something. Um. So and so, you know, you hate to wish bad for somebody a... else, but maybe he'll get a chance sometime in the next several, maybe after the break or something else. Yeah, okay, with injury. the end of the let's sort of close out with this uh, trading period for at least for Europe. Saudi Arabia is still going. They'll still be going on another week, I think. But for Europe, ends it should this not week. Be allowed. Yeah. Well, I mean, Saudi Arabia is going to do whatever they want. Um. So, who needs uh, of all the Americans that are playing over there? Who do you think needs a new place most? I personally, I'd like to see Chris Richards move. I. I'd love if he did, if Crystal Palace was the place that he got playing time. I think it'd be a great team for him to be in. I think it'd be a great setup. It doesn't seem to be. Doesn't seem that they see him that way. They're going to give it to him. So there's been rumors back to the Bundesliga, which I think he would excel. He'd be, he's really good on the ball. He's a great passer. Well, and he's, he's at that age. He just needs playing time. Agreed. He's not going to get better sitting on the bench. Yeah, Weston, Weston came in as uh, Way's backup. I don't think that's where yeah. he wants to to be. I don't think he wants to be Tim Way as wing back backup. But no, <laughs> at, I do think there will be opportunities for a lot of playing time at Juve. I'm just not sure it's a center mid, which is where we'd like to see him. I think that's where he's at his best. That's where he's going to play for the U.S. So potentially a move 
I mean, I like Syria if it's another club in Syria. I don't know if they trade to a rival, um, or if it's another league. I haven't really seen rumors about that because I do think, at least the way they talk, Allegri rates him. I'm just not sure he rates him as a center mid. He seems to rate him as more of a utility player. Yeah, he seems to be the guy you can just anywhere. stick in any position. Yeah, so which it's I'm not sure that's true. good for. Weston's him. a really no. He's not good for his development or him as a player. I do think it is possibly true he's a very versatile player so he can play a lot of positions but I, I don't think that's the situation we want him in so I'm I don't love that it is better than nothing because he's getting playing time yeah I think that's he probably I think it. he could use I think Ethan Horvath uh who seems well, to be definitely. sitting behind Turner and uh it looks like his team is looking at actually bringing somebody else in and so i think their writing's on the wall that he needs to go and he may have to drop back to championship um hey Wrexham probably is looking for a goalie since uh ben foster quit on them so he could be on tv ben foster had the worst save percentage in like a top four (laughs) league in europe in league two yes and then he, I think he like he got scored on five times. Yeah, there were five times, and he, he like, said, "I, I can't do this like, anymore. I don't blame him." Yeah. Uh, all right, so that's a good wrap up. Uh, I think you got a trivia question for us. Oh yeah, we're gonna introduce a little segment each week. We'll alternate who asks the other person each week. We have not come up with a name for this, but we will. And I'd like to give credit for this trivia idea to the second tier podcast it is my championship podcast where i learn about the english championship every week but what we're gonna do i'm gonna ask a trivia question you have two lives so you can miss once and then after that you miss again you lose the game i'm dead okay and so all right my question is there a time limit on this there's no time limit. Oh, well, you we need to have a time limit. Or, Otherwise, we're just going to have silence I mean, here. Okay, well, go ahead. You're going to miss, sir. Get him. So, okay. All right. There are 11 U.S. men's national team players that have scored in the Champions League. And we're talking group stage through to the final. Can you name, I'll say six of them, over half. Oh, God. Forgettable question. Okay, Champions you. League. You don't have to do the correct order. Just name six of the 11. Oh, gosh. Okay, they've scored in the Champions League. I got to think of how many of you have even played in the Champions League. Uh, There's some gimmies you can get. Yeah, I know. Um, Pulisic. Pulisic's number one, six goals. Wow. That's pretty good. Um... Hmm. Time, no pressure. Yeah, I'm trying to think how far back we're going here. I'm trying to think of those who I guess I gotta think of people who've been in Europe, but I don't even know if they've ever even played in the Champions League. Uh in, how about McBride? Struggle, I'll give you a hint. McBride. You have one life remaining. Oh, seriously? He yeah. never played. I no, guess he, he Fulham just wasn't Fulham wasn't was, the team. Well, you gotta think about this. The Premier League, like, it's just one of the harder leagues for I to get into a Champions League. Spot. So, even if he was really, he was really good in a goal scorer, but it's tough yeah. to oh, be gosh. a team that's gonna get in the Champions League. I'm probably gonna I'll lose say, my life real quick. No, nah, it's okay. I'll say that of the remaining ten. All right, how, how many are still playing? Of, no, four of them are current. 
players of the remaining 10. Weston McKinney. Weston McKinney is on there. Two goals. One of them was a bicycle kick against Barcelona. So Ooh, I do cool. remember that one. Yeah. Okay, Weston's on there. Um, and he is tied for third with three other guys for most goals. There's someone in between that. And so there's a lot of single guys. A lot of guys that have singles, I'm assuming. There are there. four people that have scored two, and there are five people who've scored one, and then one player who scored four plus six scored six. Okay, one player who scored four. Is he playing or not playing? I mean, it's he is not. It's gettable, but it's not the easiest one. Oh, great. You've got two of your six so far. So uh, okay, we're gonna ask questions. Way. We're gonna play these like twenty questions. You have to give me some hints here. Uh, well, when you ask me, I'll just get it. But okay. if I ask you, well, you you're the one who came up with the question. Next question. week, you ask me. I'll just. Well, no, when you come up with the next week. Oh, I'll absolutely! Just uh, you're gonna, whatever whatever I come up with, you're gonna know it. Okay, that's right. Uh, who, okay, let's talk about the number two guy. Who did he play? Did he play in Bundesliga? He did not. He played. He's two different teams. He scored it with a team in the Eredivisie Ooh. and the Scottish League. Ooh, what of a USMNT legend, I might say. Um. Oh gosh, um, I don't know, Demarcus Beasley. Marcus Beasley, four goals. Yes, with TSV and Rangers. Yes, okay. So I came up with that one. Often forgotten. He's often forgotten as a very good player. Okay. Um, That's three of your six. There are three players still remaining who are current players. Yeah, that's so, pretty amazing that I can't think easier. of any of them. I mean, I'm thinking, can. I'm trying you to think of who. I bet. Uh, I'm trying to think who would even play in the, you know, maybe. I'm stumped here. Uh, how about Sergino? Did he ever score? I don't think he ever played in. Sergino Desk. Oh, one goal for Barcelona. For Barcelona. All right. Yeah, you've got four of the got six. Got that. This has taken us a while. Um, good sorry, gosh. Connection for okay, you're good. Um, yeah, we're I running. One we're, of, we're running long. Give me some hints, and we'll see if we can get. All right. One of the players scored in the quarter. Finals. He's a current USMNT player, and it sent them to the semifinals. It was probably three years ago. We scored in the quarterfinals. Yeah, big. Probably other than Pulisic's goal in the semis, it's probably the biggest goal that an American scored in the Champions League. It's a little bit of a surprise goal scorer, but was it Tyler? Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams when he was playing with Red Bulls. Okay. Yeah, huge. Yeah, I remember. The, yeah, because I remember when they went there. That's true. Yeah, that is unusual. He doesn't right. score a lot for anybody. No. All right. One more. I would say that uh, one player on here is still a current player. He's not a regular with the first team. And there's two, the two others who've scored two goals each are quite good. As USMNT players, 
One is a defensive mid who played in the Bundesliga. You might be able to do that one. No. A defensive mid who played in the Bundesliga? No, I can't think of anyone. Um, I'll just give you the list. I don't know. I'll say you lost. Yeah, yeah just say lose. I lost because uh, otherwise we're taking, we're going to be running over. We're already running long as it is. So uh, they're enjoying this. This part okay. Of the show. So just give me the Fabian start. Out. Johnson. Who? Fabian. Uh, I'll, I'll start with again. Christian Pulisic six goals. Demarcus Beasley four goals. Fabian Johnson two goals. I, I should have said him. I thought Richard about him. Gladbach. He's still playing. He's still playing the Bundesliga. That seems impossible. Yeah, I know, but he still is. Wow. Uh, Jermaine Jones, two goals for Schalke. Oh. Yeah. Weston McKinney, two goals. Jordy Peefock for uh, Young Boys. Oh, I was going to say, not with Union Berlin's in there this year in uh, the Champions yeah, League. but With Young Boys in Switzerland. Oh, wow. And then Tyler Adams with one. Serginia Dest with one. The last three would have been harder. Uh, Maurice Edu with one. <laughs> Four Rangers as well. Yep. Uh, I don't even know this guy. He must have played like 50 years Who? ago. And he definitely didn't play for the U.S. Joven Kirovsky. Never heard of him. Huh. No nope. One goal for Dortmund. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then Sasha Kleschen scored for Anderlecht. Gotcha. All right. Uh, yeah, that is definitely uh, trivia. Next, next I'll, week, I'll come I up with the question. do much better. Yeah, I'll come up with a question next week. Uh, it's late and my brain is getting older. So, all right. So, uh, things to look out for this week. Uh, we got last games before the international break. Um, I think big one is AC plays Inter, don't they? Milan versus Inter? Uh, yeah, I believe you're right. So, yeah. that will be quite Yeah, quite I think they – and I want to say they're playing Friday, but I'm not sure. But that'll be a big game, and that'll be the game to watch if you're going to watch something this weekend with Paramount uh, Plus. It's probably at two forty-five. It'll yeah. be absolutely, and the Italian league's really competitive this year. It is an amazing league to watch. There's like five different teams that could win the league. It's very high quality. Could not recommend more. Well, so that is our game of the week to watch. Is that? Inter versus Milan game, and uh, hopefully Christian will keep up the good work and score again. And uh, on that yeah. note, we'll subscribe. Uh, say what? Subscribe to the pod. Subscribe. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Subscribe to the pod. Like the pod. And uh, and hopefully you'll put up with us and our shenanigans and keep listening to us. So until then, until next week, uh, we're out. See y'all.